0: Today, on our show, we're counting down the top 10 90s rock songs! Woohoo!
1: Shredded Polly.
2: (laughs) Woohoo!
1: Yeah, I did get my head shaved. (laughs) Welcome to episode 427 of the Countdown Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wayne. And my name is
0: Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. And today, in a genre twisting for the third, fourth time, we're counting down music. Music. And for once, Wayne has deigned to allow me to play in my field of love (laughs) and preference. And that is rock.
1: Yes. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen... In case you didn't know, Paul and my—I don't know about Paul, but I always consider the '90s my heyday. Oh, for sure. You know, this was the hardest list we have done music-wise on the show. Maybe not ever, but certainly up there. And that's it. And uh, now that you know, Paul has actually defined the brief as opposed to the pop songs. When he meant pop-sounding songs, um, (laughs) we actually have this. Did I ever say pop-sounding? No, you should have, because like. On the last list, where you're like, what the fuck? I can't believe you think it's a pop song. It's like, yeah, it was, because it was popular. But if you said pop sensibility songs or pop styled songs, then we would have gone a little more like your list. But uh-huh, sure. this one is clean. 90s rock songs. I won't go into defining rock. Well, but rock I actually really broad. Uh, yeah, but I've yeah. pushed away and actually gone, you know what? There's a few songs in here which I would love to put on here, but I honestly don't think they're quite rock. For example, Slide by Goo Goo Dolls. It's technically a 90s song and there's like distorted well, guitar in there. It's not just technically. It's the 90s song or it's not. Yeah. But you're saying it's technically a rock song. Well, it's, it's rock-ish and I don't know. But I, I decided to say, okay, if it's a bit heavier, if I could sit there and go, there was really strong like sort of like, you know, sort of pedals and stuff like that. That's more rockish. I've gone that way. And Paul, uh? because I put a certain... Nirvana song in my last one I've scrubbed them out of this one you may have it in yours I don't know we're not gonna do any spoilers we'll just oh, see how it works out let's be honest <laughs> I know I'm I know. gonna say this though I
0: included at least one song that's probably it's, bo- it's rock slash getting close to metal because we're never doing metal on this this podcast no Close to metal is more rock than not. If you ask so, me, so I'm just that's letting fun. you know in advance that I've, oh, I've look, done that one. If whoever, if, if whoever I thought we it, could get away with the top ten metal songs, I would absolutely have saved it for that.
1: But I would almost say that if whoever sang the song has lots of hair, you are in. Yeah, well, you know what I am saying. Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> or no hair. You know. All right, then that's this week's show. We hope you'll have a lot of fun
0: listening to this one. Obviously, we have some samples of the songs and the like, a bit of an advertisement for them. But before we get there, let's do the recount thing.
2: Who, who wants a, a recount? Who? Who, 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 who wants a recount? Who, 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 who wants a recap?
1: Who, wants a recount? The recount is our mailroom. Paul, what's up? All right, then.
0: So a couple of weeks back, we did the top eight films of the time of the podcast that we have ever mm. recorded or ever watched, I should say. Sure. So here's the results of episode 425's. Vote. And finally, the duck is broken. It took a long time between drinks, but I have won a vote. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the first time of the eight... O- this was the last episode of Eight All the asses Month, by the way, celebrating eight years of the podcast. Wayne won the first three. This one I have won 41 votes to 14. Holy shit. It wasn't quite this shellacking that uh, you gave me the week before. It was something like 39 to eight? Nine? If something-
1: you listen closely, you can hear the worm turning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some of the comments then... First of all, from Chris Sutherland, said, Who would pick Shape of Water over the masterpiece that is Fury Road? Very good question. Chris. This guy. <laughs> John Snow, aka of The Contrarian, said, Gotta vote against Paul just on principle for having perennial, perfectly passable movie Fury Road is his number one. <laughs> but Wayne, number one is so Wayne. How can I not reward that with a vote?
1: Yeah, you see, being your authentic self is ultimately what everyone wants, Paul. Mina
0: Harker, a.k.a. Dan, said, I love The Arrival, but the shape of water? Wayne, you made me vote for Paul. I'll never forgive you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jesse Dixon said gotta vote for Paul for the Train to Bazan pick alone one of the best horror films I've ever seen thank you for that sir Mark Bryant said it was so great to see Paul put Train to Bazaar in the top three I totally agree in fact my username was Train to Bazaar 111 in the live stream for the QR so there is that well, person that oh there's that guy here, where Paul and Wayne did the final segment Paul's numbers one and three are also my top three of the last eight years easy vote sorry Wayne fair enough Billy Dunham one of the co-hosts now Be of done. the We Watch The Thing podcast, along with, of course, Patriot Extraordinaire David Power, said, this one is so fucking hard. Wayne crushes it with Shape of Water and Arrival. What Paul crushes it with Fury Road and Busan. Wayne fucks it with Baby Driver. <laughs> Paul fucks it with Logan. This is a knife ed- knife's edge. I have no idea who to vote. Going with Paul, as I think for me, his top four is stronger, but Jesus Wayne was close. Hey, I'll take it. I love the journey we went on there for that particular I think vote. so as well. And then lastly- What's wrong with Baby Driver, motherfucker? What's wrong with Logan? I don't know. Uh, Troy Spinner, who of course does most of our list and puts a button in the Facebook community. Thank you, PM. Troy, for that. So the inclusion of Logan and the exclusion of The Shape of Water make it a <laughs> no-brainer for Paul this week. Say no to fish-fucking people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How could I argue? There
0: we are. That's it for this week's recount. Thank you for everyone getting back to us with their feedback on the topic and indeed voting for who had the win. And finally, I've broken Wayne's string about 17 in a row. Oh, I think not. I'm sure that it was. uh, All right, then. Let's do this then on the other side of this music queue. Let's get into the top 10 songs, rock songs of the 90s.
1: The top 10 rock songs
2: of the 90s. Yo, 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 yo,
1: yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Paul switched up on me on
0: that one. <laughs> <laughs> is the subject of this week's countdown. Now, Wayne maybe I'll lead away we can, yeah we by can, the
1: way Paul using friggin like what's that song called what did, what Red I, Hot Chili Peppers give it away that means it's not on his list yeah. if he used that so I can't believe I don't even know what's gonna happen now I know it, it's a massive honorable mention I had to no shop shit. it no shit Paul spent the thing. entire 90s reciting that shit into some bitch's ear
0: I did learn <laughs> 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 friend of the show Steve and I did learn this song off by heart that's so the I bitch do, I'm talking about I, I, <laughs> well played sir. alright my number 10 song then is from one of my absolute favourite bands in fact all my favourite bands come from the 90s although there's a shock in store which the listeners won't get so I'm just going to say it up front what there's no Faith No More on my list
1: oh my god well there's none of one on my list so maybe that's a Ooh. thing okay I mean like Faith I... No More is
0: arguably my favourite band of all yeah, time yeah no that's a big thing it's but like... to me their best singles and we're talking the songs not the bands but the best rock bands of the 90s absolutely Faith No More are in there but it's more their au rather <laughs> Any the partic- catalogue is what you like. <laughs> yeah, any particular song of theirs through the 90s with their albums they released in that era.
1: I mean, yeah, okay, okay. All right, well, that's a surprise. That is quite the surprise. So Good, this should be about us.
0: Yeah, well, it's a realistic sort of take on these things. My number 10 song is from one of my absolute favourite bands of all time whose lead singer tragically died, slash I believe, took his own life not that many years ago, Chris Cornell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Soundgarden. And I wore ward, I wore ward over one of my absolute favourite songs. Both of the songs are from the album from the early, mid-90s, Super Unknown. 1994, in fact, is when this album was released and this song came out. And it was the third single, but the one that made the most impression. It's got to
1: be the only one that...
0: From me. Yeah. This is the one I like, their best single. I think it's their, probably the best song. But there's another song on the album called Head Down, which absolutely never got released as single, is one of my absolute favourite songs of all time. It'd be in my top 30 songs of all time. I award which one? There's list. only two that I could be, and I don't think it's Spoon Man. It's not Spoon Man. Another excellent song. That's it. The There's, other one then has therefore to be it is Black, Black Hole Sun. sun. So uh, let's hear a little bit of uh, about that action.
2: Black Hole Sun, won't you come? Wash away the rain. Black Hole Sun, won't you come?
1: Oh yeah, bit of a classic that one. I actually but, hear him. If he's done an acoustic version of that, there's a recording online. It's fucking outstanding. Yeah, such a loss. But that song,
0: I don't know what it is. The, the video clip was quite.
1: The video clip freaks me out. Yeah, but let it me tell you,
0: was very groundbreaking at its time, and just that vibe and that song and the yeah, dirge, the dirginess the guitars, the you know the distortion, everything else that comes into play there. That's my jam, 100%. Hence, Pretty badass. My 10th favorite rock song of the 90s is Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden.
1: You know, I know a guy who was in the same hotel as Chris Cornell when he... Really? Yeah, and he's like, I could have saved him. No, you couldn't have. <laughs> you couldn't have, bro. Don't relax. Just chill. Just chill. I do <laughs> I do appreciate the sentiment, though. I know. <laughs> All right, um, what do you got for us, Wayne? Okay, so my number 10 is, in fact, the latest in the 90s of the peop- of the songs on my list. It is a 1999 song Sneaking by... it in. A group that I'm sure has only ever had one hit, this one. The group is called "Lit." And the song oh. yeah, the song is called "My Own Worst Enemy." And it's actually not that well known in rock circles, unless you're an enthusiast who actually knows all about the distortion and delay pedals. Uh, but I do <laughs> love this song, and it's really, really great. Now, you may have guessed people. a lot of my rock songs, whereas Paul's would might filter towards the mentally heavier rock. Yeah. I'm going to filter towards the popppy okay. wait yep, we, we, we expect. Even so, I love the song My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. Hit it, Polly. All right Yeah, you've probably never heard of that one, right?
0: I've never heard that song. Funny thing, that
1: music video has Blink-182 running around naked in it for no reason. They must be friends or something. But uh, yeah, old old favourite of mine, which is a lesser known one. 52 million views, that YouTube video. It it was very popular, and again, I'm sure it's their only hit. (laughs) another one called... Oh no, that's my worst enemy too. Yep. Okay, fair enough.
0: That's lit. My worst enemy from Wayne, my number nine is a fairly small song. I did okay during the day that uh, maybe Wayne you recall. Mm -hmm. It's uh, by an Australian band Oh, okay I think it's the only Australian band That features in my list I'm glad to include it here Just snuck in It's the other end of the 90s It's from 1990 I'm talking about a song Which goes a bit like this (laughs) Yeah This song <laughs> recently broke a billion views on YouTube. The first of ACDC songs to do that. About or or Akadaka, as we often
1: Akedaka refer to it. Akadaka, as we refer to it
0: here, got their start in our town in Perth, mm-hmm. Austra- West Australia. Of course, before the original uh, lead singer, Bon Scott,
1: died and then moved on. Buried near my dad, as it happens. That's all right. Yeah, in Fremantle uh, Cemetery. yeah. Okay. Uh, you should know, ladies and gentlemen, particularly our uh, American listeners, that whenever anyone in our friends purchased or drove a utility truck <laughs> or or pickup truck someone would <laughs> as they drove off that's just how it is but uh yes this is
0: that is how he rolled
1: seminal uh yeah no i, I didn't know you're such an acdc fan paul but i guess that was the thing right well I mean, that, that's that absolutely one. my favorite
0: acdc song by a long long way one thing i wouldn't was... say i'm a huge fan of the band beyond that song i like some of their songs but yeah. the razors edge i think that out that one song is from the album from that's my favorite acdc album by a long way
1: you know something that i thought was cool in the music video for this they've actually stuck a camera to the top of the headstock of angus's mm. uh guitar and that he's he's just doing that with one hand he's only just doing and I'm like oh that's kind of fucking cool so you know there you go very nice one All right,
0: then, Wayne, with all that in mind, what's your number nine?
1: Okay, my number nine is by... uh, Do you remember, Paul, for a short time in the 90s when we were in high school, there was a band that was very popular. In fact, they were touted as the best band in the world. They were called U2. (laughs) Now, (laughs) um, I I wasn't quite the U2 fan, but they released this album where it was all pretty funky, and this particular song, which I really, really dug, is called "Mysterious Ways." And I think I just liked the the opening riff, the down, down. Even so, if you look at the video again, Bono's got black hair; he's dancing around in loose fitting clothing. It's kind of cool. So, uh, but I've always loved this song. So, uh, hit me with some "Mysterious ah. Ways," Paul. <laughs>
0: That is a shit clip.
1: What? Thankfully, because a great, of all the wh- a great songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it was the nineties. Lots of things went really south in the nineties visually, <laughs> but sonically, not so bad. Uh, so yeah, yeah great big song. fan, big good, fan. Good choice.
0: Like that one. One of the first songs I learned to play on guitar was off this album, I think, as well.
1: One. Oh. I mean I I played a barely played guitar hero like that but yeah, no this is a fun. No, proper guitar. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> meant actual guitars. Yes. Really? I didn't know that part. <laughs> that might
0: be the most patronizing <laughs> of of all. I thought I heard you say yeah, the guitar
2: hero. I thought you, you said <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, as far as I recall, we learned to play this one together. But anyway, is that a no, no one. one. Oh,
1: one. yeah, that yes. one's a cakewalk. Like that, yeah, and it's easy. That's what, yeah, yeah, I no, learned no. to play. It.
0: Paul recently bought a, a new guitar. Everyone, uh, that was a couple of years ago. Down, well, doesn't, listen to me. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> get enough uh, airplay. Let's put it that way. Well, it's always like that, man. Goddamn! God cool. The cost of running a podcast is mm-hmm. learning to play a guitar better than the shithousness that you are. <laughs> Speaking of houses, that's not this next song because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> How's that for a segue? <laughs> Perfect. My number eight may have come up on the podcast once or twice before. <laughs> oh, well,
1: what can this be? Actually, unbelievably could this be? in a pop song can't <laughs> Oh well, here we are. Yeah, it was very popular. If it's the one, I think it was.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, it was. Swain's definition of pop and rock, as we have learnt, is no well, popular and rock differs different. differs from different. the rest of the known universe. <laughs> anyway, he was punished severely for losing that vote, and today this could only be in one particular place this
1: song it was a little song that came out of a uh, was it 992 it was either 91 or 92 cuz i remember you having if it's the one i think it is i remember you having the 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 cd the cd the compact disc at a camp that we went to and i accidentally sat on you're up. right
0: 991 Which, therefore, this became kind of the anthem of my sort of year
1: 12 studies. I would listen to this shit a lot, which is a bit of a theme in terms of... And Paul was an angry young man, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Let me tell you, if you're thinking about, like, you know, uh, youthful kind of, like, (laughs) vigor, it was all over his face. Vigor. Yes, my number
0: eight is, of course, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Oh
1: yeah, when is there any better riff that defines the nineties? Certainly the it, early part of it than it's that up there. particular song. It's up there. You know, I I had Heart Shaped Box on my list which scratched out at the last minute. So like, honorable mention? Yeah, honorable mention. Um but yeah, but it, yeah. Nirvana's Nirvana, man. That's the shit. I, even though it's not it's my kind of music. Dave, bloody playing drums on
0: <sighs> Nirvana. Right? it's hard to believe how impressive that man's career's been. Of course we were. Deprived the greatness of Kurt Cobain once he took his own life. Mm. What, five, six years after this shit? That I was so. still one of the most stunning deaths that I've ever... Famous people deaths that I've ever... Sort of oh, heard. yeah. Uh,
1: that's what happens when you marry Courtney Love. <laughs> um. <laughs> hot, hot damn. damn. <laughs> okay. You know, funny, it's a perfect segue poll because my number eight involves Young Dave Grohl. Ooh. And uh, to, this is one of your favorite bands, right? It is. The, it foo, must fighters. Be the foo Fighters. Okay. This, I wasn't particularly going, like, oh, there's going to be one of those in there, but one of the Foo Fighters songs in there. But this one has always been great. And I don't know if this is a thing, but like this particular song is actually quite easy to play-ish on the guitar, except there's a fucking B in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Learn to Fly by Foo Fighters. Um, and um, now, Unlike your last song, it has a hell of a clip. This The music video for this is The Shit. Uh, and it's funny as hell, and it's really kind of cool because they're quite young in this clip. So you go Tenacious
0: D in there as well. Tenacious
1: D, but like you know, but like just seeing him so young and dressing up in different like outfits and stuff, very funny. So learn to fly by Foo Fighters. there's some shit right there almost don't want to turn it off uh exactly <laughs> i was like oh
0: shit hang on i'm gonna get that out of here before we get sued <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, now look here's a little insight i think this might be this album there is nothing left to lose yeah is in my top five favorite albums of all, all time full time. fighters and here's why there's not a bad track on that album.
1: Is this the one where the um, the Mentos music video was on? It was called No. That's this
0: is a call. <laughs> oh, okay. That's from an, their first album, I think. This one has stacked actors, has breakout, it has Aurora. I think, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering correctly, it's just like Headwires. It's just uh, next year. Ding, oh, from ding,
1: fucking ding, what's ding, that show? Ed. 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 Ah, that was one of the first songs I played. We yes, played likewise, the guitar.
0: Therefore, yes, beautiful three chords. So. There's not a bad song on here. You can just play, press play on the start of this album, and listen to it the whole way through, and yeah. it absolutely bangs. And this is one of the absolute killer tracks on it. So nice, nice
1: choice, sir. Did you see the? Um, there's a there's a video on YouTube where they got like, what seems to be a stadium full of band of three piece bands, oh. and they're all playing "Learn to Fly" and oh, tra- try so- and get the Foo Fighters to their city or something like that, and it's just great. Yeah, I think I have seen that. Yeah, it's really cool. Very, very impressive. All right, my number seven is
0: in keeping with the last couple of songs. There's another kind of early 90s song out of that sort of grungy mm-hmm. Seattle sort of, Seattle, absolutely out of Seattle scene you might have heard of them when they still go around these days because thankfully all the players are still a part of this band which is pretty impressive hmm. 30 plus years after it it's a song that uh, probably again is defined by its opening which everyone would be able to sing along to I didn't get any lyrics in there, but course, I'm, t- I'm talking about Alive by Pearl Jam off their first seminal <laughs> album, Ten. That which... definitely came out when we were in high school. Oh, fuck you. I think this again was 1991. I'm going to check it now just in case I'm giving misinformation on the podcast because that's how we roll
1: researching as we record. Speaking of misinformation, did you know that Pearl Jam means cum? <laughs> that's what it means. Apparently, it's another word for a term for a sperm or jizz
0: or Pearl Jam. July 7th, 1991. Yes, I was quite correct. And the album came out 51 days later. And uh, along with Nirvana, these are the two albums of year 12 for me. Did you say they're still rattling around? Yeah, still play together. Really? Yep. Obviously, their, their sound has changed and they're much more mid-range kind of poppy with some rock sensibilities these days. I got to see them live. Must be a good 10 years ago now. Still pretty impressive back then. Mm, but, okay. Yeah, and this the uh, the other <laughs> story about this one is... When they were at the higher power, they just released the next album versus after this one. So That's the one I know. 1993, I want to say that was maybe 94. Possibly mm-hmm. not going to look that one up. This is before the days we had credit cards because we were young <laughs> individuals. Yeah. We organized a two and a half day vigil, sleeping out, sleeping I overnight
2: in this. front of what
0: used to be known as the Perth Entertainment Center. And we were the, t- we were the group of people where they closed, they opened the, the tickets at 9am. 9 at 9.10 they sold out. Because they were at that. This was the concert that literally brought about a change. In now, there's a limit on the number of tickets you can buy yes. online. Not even online. That was through a credit card. By ringing up in the day because people are ringing up and by oh, I'll
1: have a thousand tickets. I can't
2: believe they allowed that. You've and then we're
1: selling them on at a profit and yeah, making money. Scalpers, out of it. it's a, it's a thing. I remember that night, Paul, because uh, you guys were in line at the entertainment center mm-hmm. on like Wellington Street. Yep, I was working at Time Zone. Time up, Zone is the road. a Time Zone is a, uh, an arcade when a, what we must have been whatever nineteen. Yeah, yeah, 19, maybe 10, 20. Yeah. And uh, after my shift, I walked down, which wasn't far, and saw these crackers in line, along with a bunch of heaps of white people. (laughs) And it was like... um They were all kind of ah, hanging out. Yeah, and I was like, damn, these guys are really going for it. And I was like, it was kind of cool. We hung out for a little while. And then, uh, yeah, the ticket booth closed the second you got to the oh. goddamn box office.
0: Uh, I'm not sure I'd be more angry, gutted, disappointed, Oh no, <laughs> despairing it's It was two life. days,
1: Paul. You camped out. We got there on the
0: Friday night. Tickets went on sale on Monday. And we did not get tickets. That's the
1: thing of the past. Camping off for tickets is, nah. has, has well, not that's, happened. that's what the internet
0: has saved. People well, don't have to yeah, do that anymore.
1: But I mean
2: all you need
0: your parents' cre- your yeah, parents' credit card if you're fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen as the case might be, or just go and get your own credit card these days. I'm sure the banks
1: will give you one. <laughs> well, side note, Coldplay is coming to Perth and they're doing two shows and it's it's like this odd thing where everyone's like, Did you manage to get Coldplay tickets? Apparently they sold out within zero point fuck all seconds. Right. And even important people couldn't get them very bad. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway. All right, what do you got for your number seven? My number seven is, seven? is that we're yep, up to? seven, yep. yep. Uh, 907 is a a band that I have a very love-hate relationship with, because in the 90s, I was like, good God, these might be the best written songs I've heard in many, many years, but the band members, one in particular, are cunts. (laughs) Oasis. I'm talking about Oasis, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) No argument. (laughs) It's more Liam than Noel, but whatever. Okay. You'd think I'd be saying Wonderwall, but I'm not. What I'm actually going is, my three favorite songs for them are Wonderwall and Don't Look Back in Anger. But the, I'm putting this one on the list because it's the most rockiest of all, particularly towards the end of the song. It's, it's a called, very long song. Yeah, it's called Champagne Supernova, Paul. Uh, and if you hit me up at that thing there, let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look.
0: Or a listen, yeah. as the case may be. Sure, a listen. that I don't know if I've ever heard that whole song all the way through you kidding me
1: yeah. towards the end that song gets so raucous and like kind of in your face that it's actually quite a, quite an experience in my opinion and this is the thing Britpop was a thing for about four three four years in the 90s this is the height of that oh for sure okay you got your blur you got your, your oasis all these sorts of things and I will admit Liam looked cool because he had the long Beatles hair and the fucking glasses and stuff but he was a cunt yeah no <laughs> Zero. Doubt. Also, his wife is Patsy Kensett from Lethal Weapon. Oh, is that right? I don't know. motherfucker.
0: More power Assholes to Assholes get all the girls. Yeah, don't they ever? All right, my number six then is probably the most mainstream of my songs. It's a song. Well, which I think you might be shocked to hear on my list, Wayne. Mm. But this is one of those ones where A, I wish I could play the guitar this well. B, I cannot skip it. If it comes on the radio, I just turn it up. Oh. Instantaneously It's short It's sweet It's to the point I can't wait It's by a little known man Who has A fairly attractive daughter These days Named Zoe Uh oh It's Lenny Kravitz Oh Really And it goes like this To <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good that I smashed my headphones against the microphone while his head banging there. Oh, uh,
1: there's a lot of air, gu- air guitaring going on in this episode. Lenny Kravitz. I just fucking adore that song. I, I am, am
0: surprised, Prisula. Man, '93, yeah, obviously, the early 90s is my absolute fucking heyday. And oof, this oh, so, totally. it's so good. He is 30 years ago sex personified, Lenny Kravitz. I don't
1: know. Lenny Kravitz, like, that was an echelon of cool that, like, it wasn't even in my purview oh because my you just couldn't even get there. It was just like, oh, I understand, that that's what's going on for that man in that world. Uh, yeah, forget about it. He I, married Denise from The Cosby Show. Did he? Yeah, Lisa Bonet. Okay, I think one stage was hooked in with uh, Nicole Kidman, too. Oh, look, I'd... I'd, I'd, uh, I'd well, you,
0: you would you would fall over yourself. For oh, that.
1: no, for Nicole Kidman, but if I was Nicole Kidman, I'd also cut me a slice of Lenny Klaivak, uh, you yeah, know what I mean? Okay. So- <laughs> if,
0: could, if Wayne could be the third party of that, he would be. Ah, sure, yeah. red head, White Girl Yeah Along yeah. with Lenny Kravitz a Bit, a bit of chocolate yeah. Anyway right. point being What a song <laughs> That song was so good That I gave him Other songs I still like His other music American,
1: American Woman With Heather
0: Green Even the crappy cool. one Where he's crapping on About being Loving God And shit I'm like What? Was that? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know that one
0: but Believe If you want it you got to believe.
1: okay. Oh, I kind of, I kind of know that one. Yeah. I kind of know
0: that one. Okay, cool. Well, you just fucked up the comedy there. You should have said, never heard it. Don't. Oh, know, yeah, don't sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what
1: you're talking about, Willie. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> what do you got for six? Number six uh, is, uh, th- this might be slightly out of what you think, because I definitely know that Paul kind of, yeah. if Paul doesn't like this one, it's the, in my head the kind of song that he likes, okay? Mm. So we'll see how it goes. It is by a group called Live. Oh, and yes. And the song is called All Over You, which oh, I made very, I made heaps a, of cum jokes that about That is the correct job. Job, yeah. job, <laughs> <laughs> joke. Uh, and uh, I. Song, song. That's a great song. <laughs> yeah. Patrick from Live, I think, is the lead singer. Um, I didn't hear a lot from these guys, but I remember just going, yeah, whatever this is, it's personifying that particular sound of that type of group from the 90s. Great song.
2: Mm-hmm. in oh, strange. love alone. I love
0: Stop it there, go do we'll the whole fucking song. <laughs> uh the Patreon series of Paul and Wayne singing along the songs while they play live coming soon to a Patreon channel near you. I
1: mean it's only a matter of time before we drop an album. Uh <laughs> <laughs> probably play that one way too long
0: and we will get banned. Ah, we're fine. That basis, Uh yeah, great song. Love it. Probably should have been on my honorable mentions. Well played, sir. There you go. My number five. <laughs> this is basically just a it's
1: like a Compilation of the best hits. Right no, well, I feel like a DJ and I like it. Yes. Casey okay. Kasem from the eighties.
0: Well, this one Casey Kasem probably played quite a few times and had to bleep out a number of the words oh. because this is one of the seminal angry rock classics of the nineties. It comes from a small band that no one's ever heard of named Rage Against the Machine. Ratum.
1: Oh wait, is this for fuck? For fuck? Of
0: course it's for fuck. Oh my for god!
1: Fuck. But everyone just a little, <laughs> a little bit like to <laughs> me, right? Whenever these dickheads—and by that I mean Paul and his friends and our friends—right. <laughs> Used to talk about their music. I would say, "Oh, you like music?" Which goes, um, "And please play the part in the song which okay. does this." Okay. Right? Okay. To me, it sounds like
2: for fuck, for fuck, for fuck, for fuck, for fuck, for fuck, for
1: fuck. And that's what I said. So, um, I think what Wayne is referring to is this. Please. Hang on, hang on. No, no. It's it's the the justify that. Bit, oh, like, yeah, yeah, be, yeah. All right, I'll, okay. I'll play
0: that for the actual sample. That was just from the soundboard. <laughs> Here he is, Rage Against Machines, Killing in the Name. Oh that's the bit you want For
2: Fuck, for fuck, no, fuck
0: The no. no, no. bit you fuck. really want is. Fuck, this- fuck, fuck, fuck fuck you, do you fuck you I won't do what
2: you tell me Fuck you I won't do what you tell me Fuck you I won't do what you tell me Fuck you I won't do what you tell me Wait, 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 wait Oh, oh, oh please Motherfucker Oh my now god! We can fight
1: out. Wow, what's he trying to say, Paul? I can't get it. I just like, it's, you know, he's blocking. Wow, that song is rat shit. Wait. <laughs> Fuck you! That is rat shit. That song. That oh. sounds like this typical bullshit. I'm gonna curse, and that's gonna be the song. It's an awesome song, and an angry
0: anthem for people who appreciate great music of the time. One of which is not Wayne. He's John Mayer's dick sucking. Oh love. baby, oh baby.
1: All right, what do you got next? Okay, uh, let's see. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yes, this was a song which sometimes made itself known in parties that we would go to, where I would, um, I would think that uh, my drink was uh, Johnny Walker Red and Coke, but it wasn't because it tastes like shit. <laughs> um, but I remember... It was something much softer cock. Exactly. It was an appletini. Exactly. Now, I remember Brett came to me, because uh, I, I, I had made rumblings that I liked this song, which is very much in the vein of for fuck, for fuck. But No one here is good. No one here is, is bad. And Brett said to me, hey, I heard you like self-esteem. And I said, well, Brett, don't we all like self-esteem? And he said, no, I mean the <laughs> song. I meant the song. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I actually love this song. This is by The Offspring, ladies and gentlemen. And it is called Self-Esteem. And I find myself quite surprised that I liked it as much as I did. <laughs>
2: Well, look, <laughs> I'm
0: all for the anthemy kind of yelling, screaming, and therefore, but I actually think this is their second best song behind Come Out and Play. Uh, That's my favorite of the Osprey. Good song. Like
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, that Love was... to shit on your choice, the way to shut on mine, but. Uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, this is the thing, though. They're using kind of a Steely Dan approach where they're just like, he's that noodles guy is yelling over the thing, but they're definitely using layers and layers to sound like more people going. So it's kind of, it works out great.
0: All right. Self-esteem from the offspring at Wayne's at number five. My number four is what I would have thought at one stage of my life was my favorite song of all time. Oh. It spoke to me in year 11 and 12. This is very early in the 90s again. 1991, to be precise. Kind of times in with a my first ever kind of rocky relationship sort oh. of things. Oh, so, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, so it has that resonance for me. And it's a dirty kind of slow song until it sort of cranks up. And that's The Unforgiven by Metallica. Oh my
1: God, this motherfucker used to sing that all the time. (laughs) And I'd be like, what is that song? (laughs) Paul, uh, you know, squelch and do that thing with his face. Oh. It just brings me right back. It brings me right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one absolutely resonates across multiple
0: levels. The Unforgiven by Metallica. Now, is this because you didn't forgive a bitch, Paul? Mm. Or maybe I wasn't forgiven by, ah, by said bitch. I see, I see. Although woman, I think, is even more appropriate Young woman I
1: was wondering where you get in that yeah. Alright, nice work Um, Yes, Metallica I mean, I'm sure Like, how could that not turn up Obviously, a- Enter
0: Sandman thing? would be the most popular song That's off, what I would have thought Off that album And that's a great song too And they've got that album is my absolute favourite I know that's I'm a little late Because I'm a little young To be the cu- the core of the Metallic, Which is in the 80s And Master of Puppets Master and, of Puppets, yeah And yeah, all yeah. that in here And then one for well, the album before as well And Justice for All But this one is their perfect blend between, I think, a slightly more mainstream sensibility and their
1: hardcore early roots. You know what? After this album, it gets yeah. two
0: more mainstream for me.
1: Two more, okay. Yeah. You know what, uh, you know, this is something about being born in 1975 or thereabouts. Uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine who was very learned in the ways of music, or so she thought, uh, was- oh, so she <laughs> thought. Said to me that this particular age you're at, you often get to a lot of great acts in their second iteration. So for example, like, I don't know, I do, I was too young for Bowie's greatest like his most classic stuff, but I heard his like his late like, '90s stuff, like Dancing in the Streets with Mick Jagger yeah. and shit like that. So I often got what was what I thought was fine, but everyone's like, no, that's the crap version.
0: The <laughs> thing with music, though, like you reach a point where, and I, it's somewhere in your 40s, I think, would be sure. the, easy, maybe late 30s, where you go like, oh, hey, I can appreciate great music that's older than me or older than my time. I've always been that guy, but I know what you mean. But 10 through 20 or 25, all you give a fuck about is what's happening at that era in your life.
1: Especially when we were kids and there's only radio. Mm-hmm. Not like now, we you can yeah, download anything from anywhere. that's a
0: really good point, actually, now you make it. So,
1: yeah. yeah, all right, cool. My number four, Polly, is this is a good example of how the internet has changed things. Because this song I loved because it, uh, I think on some level, it satisfied my own self-hatred. But also... Um, a lot. Like the Unforgiven? Perhaps, but Mm -hmm. certainly more like uh, cutting in this one. Certainly more obvious. Also, the uh, the singer does actually say something. One of the main, like the chorus, the pre-chorus, is in a different language, and I never knew what he was saying. Let's just go crazy with the cheese whiz. Well, I mean, (laughs) that another part. But um, it was he's saying "soy un perdedor," which apparently is Spanish for "they think I'm a loser." And this song is, of course, "Loser" by Beck. (laughs) This is, of course, when Beck uh, was still singing about things instead of God knows what, like Devil's Haircut. What the fuck was that song about? No idea.
0: (laughs) This is on... You've sent me a link to his actual channel, which has 463,000 subscribers, and this particular video has 175 million views, which is pretty impressive, over 13 years. Mm. The number one comment is, man, depression was so much better in the 90s.
1: (laughs) 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 So true! People had less access to Blades. I don't know what it was. (laughs) It was... True, I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, like uh, self-flatulating or whatever, but it wasn't ever dangerous, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and there was no internet. <laughs> All right, very
0: nice. My number three, shit, is that what we're up to? This we thing are is cruising by, is a song from a band that has also lost its lead singer in recent times. This one to a drug overdose from the Stone Temple Pilots and Scott Wayland, who sadly no longer with us. This is their first single of their first main album, Core from I think 1992 or 1993 mm-hmm. in that era. It's plush. Oh yeah, great song. God, this song is awesome. And I think this is one of those ones which straddles that divide. It's absolutely rock, but it has enough pop sensibilities to kind of play a little bit well, in that Well, it's low slung, so yeah. it's, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's uh, check out a piece of it. Oh my God. God. What That's a, a great ass
1: song. Um, what he- a way to announce
0: yourself on a scene with that kind of fucking album. Along with Alive
1: by Pearl Jam. That's a hell of a first single for Stone Temple Pilots. That was. Um, there's an acoustic version of that online yeah. as well, which is outstanding and surprisingly not that hard to play Paul.
0: And you know what? This band, I saw them live eventually, I want to say circa 2010 Mm-mm. here in Perth. Because he's not with us anymore, is he? No, he died yeah. five, seven years ago. They came out. They were not personable. They're not banter. that has played the tightest ninety minutes, and this might be the close. Oh, no, there's oh, an argument. Good. There's an argument here to say that oh, when you go to a live, you want to hear difference. You want to hear that variation from Some the studio. Some people think that. But this is the cleanest and closest band I think I've ever heard to how they sound on studio. Like there's no fucking reproduction to Stone Temple Pilots. They are as good as they sound on an album.
1: I am on board with that. Scott Whalen's
0: voice was as good
1: as in that live concert. And that is the Because he, he just sings, that guy. <laughs> and I can tell why. Because his voice has fucking got something going on with it, man. And that's the thing, Lo. I, like, I think that if you... Yeah, some people think you go to a concert... Like, The Blueprint is the recorded version. Sting says this as well. Right. But I think that you've still got to sound like that song. If you want, you can throw in a verse or a bridge that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, you do But the rest of it has to be tight. Weave you know mean? in.
0: Like, Faith Amore are really good at this. They would weave in shit. It like um pump up the jam, pump it up. What in the middle of one of their songs and whatever yeah, else? That's cool. Yeah. Or, or that's fine. Unexpected intro or outro, also very cool. But when it's like, this sounds nothing like it. And full respect to Dave Grohl, who's one of the greatest musicians ever lived, and I will not hear a bad word about him. Mm-hmm. But when he sings a song which just missed out on my list, "Monkey Wrench."
1: Yeah, that's a great
0: song. He can't do that dirt, that screamy bit where he goes for like thirty <laughs> seconds. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. The
2: yeah. last thing before quick, yeah. quit. Yeah. He just goes. They're playing. He just goes,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's all he does now.
1: Fair enough. That's a, that's... Yeah, I get it. He's
0: gotten older and he can't do it anymore. Oh, you can't hit those. But same I things. can't help but be honestly. I was disappointed when when they played that song live. I'm like, oh,
1: but where was the the amount one of times I quit? Do, is you will
0: destroy your voice if you're playing yes. that on concerts for like a year. Yeah, yeah it would. Forget it about. would. I get it. I understand why. I think he may have even got the crowd to just go. I would. And do then that. they all slow down and it's like, oh, that's good. One last
1: thing, beat. Yeah. And yes. I, like like, you're cheating now. But anyway. Oh man, it's, half of it is being there with them. Yeah. So, you know.
0: All right, so that's my number three Scott Stone to part, Scott Wayland led
1: plush. Fantastic. My number three is probably the poppiest on this list, but I did consult with a rock aficionado, Lisa Buffy, who I believe you know Paul. I do, yes. And um she's I said, Can you I'm doing this show, can you give me a top ten of rock nineties? She goes, No problem. <laughs> He comes back. So you outsourced your list, okay? Well, I just wanted a, I wanted a consult as as such because her list came back and I didn't know most of them. But she said this is like fucking Sophie's choice, so I can't even, I can't even, I can't As yeah, yeah. I said at the top of the episode, this was fucking up. No, and she couldn't even. get... She said, "I'm not even going to list it to ten. Like, I got, I'm, she gave me like 15, 16. She goes, and I'm going to stop now because then I could go on forever. Mm-hmm. But she did put this one high up on the list, and I said. Thank you for validating for me that this is, in fact, a rock song. Because it's definitely the poppiest of the rock songs that I have here. But even her, she put it on. And she's met people like Alice Cooper and shit. Wow. So, wow, I know. So, uh, this is Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. <laughs> I fucking love this song, man. Also, me and Paul have actually played this on guitars, like, for fun. <laughs> it's three to four chords. It's really easy. <laughs> yep, we have. And here we go. See, to me, that actually, uh, to me, personifies the angst of the 90s because I was jealous of lots of people when I was young. (laughs) And to actually make it a thing for like, oh, here we are, Jealousy again. Fantastic. Uh, and yeah, I love it. I like that guy's voice too, i got to say.
0: I'm jealous of the fact that about 20 minutes ago we had no rain in the background and now we have a fucking shit ton of I reckon it. You so can't, I reckon the folks can't if hear it If you can't hear it, thank God. But if you can do it, we do apologize.
1: Ironically, it. No Rain by, by Blind, Blind Melon, Melon. was yeah. going to be on this list, Ooh. but it was a little
0: unrockish. And I love it, Inappropriate.
1: Song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's not a lot of people in the
0: play. sense of it's this raining this sure, sure. alright my number two song boy I, I warred over this one I really did but at the end of the day my number one is probably my favourite song of all time so it, it launched straight to here but god this is close this is in my top five favourite songs of okay. all time it was the instantaneous choice I think most people would have gone to when they were considering best rock songs it's not hardcore like killing in the name <laughs> it is you mean shit <laughs> How dare you, sir? It pops up all the time, as particularly some of my songs do. But this one popped up all the time in film and TV, and it keeps being played. And the lead singer, Tom York, hates this song. (laughs) Fucking hates it. From Pablo Honey in the early nineties. I'm talking Radiohead's creep. He doesn't like creep. Hates it. Yeah. And look, they've gone so far away from this song now, they are unrecognizable. This might be the quintessential band for me who have traveled the furthest in their arc of their career, starting out exactly in my wheelhouse and gradually moving further and further away until their latest album, which I tried to listen to. I just went, This is the absolute biggest piece of shit. That <laughs> they are having a joke at my expense and all the original fans' expense. They're like, How can we piss on our old fans? I know, let's listen us this fucking shit. The anyway. <laughs> let's get back to uh, Creep
2: i Local
1: starlings of Paul Prazula. I'll stop telling. there. I probably should have done the later one where he really goes for it. Well, uh, there's a, a little something, something here. Uh, Paul and I do enjoy a film that I've since found a lot S- of people don't F-W. like. SFW. SFW. Stephen Dorff film back from the '90s, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. uh, where it features a scene where he is slow mo walking to, to this, this song. song. Yep. Exhaling a cigarette And it looks so fucking You've cool You've gone
0: back to like 1994 For this reference We could have just oh. gone to Guys, the Galaxy Volume 3 Where Rocket <laughs> Rocket is listening to this song A stripped back uh. Acoustic version thereof Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, that's
1: a cover yeah. So <laughs> yeah, That's Tom York Oh it is? Yeah mm, Okay, very cool so For
0: a man who fucking hates this song Apparently he will fucking Sell out for it To make money for it When but he wants it, to he must have recorded
1: it earlier don't know. I can't speak into
0: them on that. But yeah, They don't. They almost never play the song at their concerts because they fuck off, if you don't know, a real weird oh, yeah. band. Lo, lo,
1: that, that's yeah, typical sort of anchovy of band. Like, mm. We don't do that anymore. We're so far from We're that now. We're so far better than that. Exactly yeah, you're not. Different. You're fucking not. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. All right, <laughs> uh, Wayne, what do you have for number two? Number two. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I still listen to this song now, okay? I mean, it's on my heavy rotation, and if I was to ever start a band or be in a band, this would definitely be on the playlist, mm-hmm. and I absolutely adore it. It's "One Headlight" by Wallflower. Oh, Isn't that a good ass song? That's a great song. Um, this is like Bob Dylan's son, Jacob Dylan. Yeah, the have they band. ever done anything else other than this? They did one other song, and I don't even know what it is. Okay, um, but I think I've successfully banned three fifteen
0: seconds of the Uber play. <laughs> that
1: was on fucking YouTube. Are you not on YouTube Premium yet? Nah. Fuck you, man! What the hell? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, everyone get pulled to get on YouTube. Premium. Yeah. You've got Patreon money. Fucking spin on that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Let's yeah. go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One headlight by the wall. Please, ladies and gentlemen. I even like the music video. I mean, these guys, are, it's so 90s. People are wearing four-button suits. Like, it's just like, but it's still fine. It's still fine.
0: The Wallflowers Evo, I, don't, I guess it's, I don't know if it's their official channel,
1: 243 million views. Yeah, and song. that's actually low because Vivo is the company that kind of like plays all Vivo, of these, so Yeah, they, and so that's like, they would have had way more listens before that. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I don't realize it's the only people who have listened to it in the world, but uh, yeah. that's, uh, it's been higher than any other video we've been showing so far. Because it's a
1: fucking great song, man. I don't know why. It's the 90s-est song it is. ever. But. I don't know of
0: anyone who could, well, I'm sure people dislike it. I don't know in my life anyone who goes, oh, fuck this song. Uh, it was like, and the thing is, like, it's Jake, you know, Bob Dylan's son. It's like, what's he going to do? And like,
1: fuck, he did this. I like this And then he, he Bob went, Bob you know what?
0: Too hard to, to <laughs> fucking top that. No, no, they, Sorry, dad, I'm out. Here's what
1: happened. They didn't have another hit, hit like this. But then again, most people don't have a hit like this. So you got to call it a net win, surely. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure dad would call anyway. him. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, fuck you. And I'm not going mean, to... Anyway, that's, that's popular.
0: All right, then, counting back through my 10 through one. My number 10, Black Hole Sun from Soundgarden. Nine, Thunderstruck from Akadaka. Eight, Smells <laughs> Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana. Seven, Pell Jams Alive. Six, are you going to go my way from Lenny Kravitz? Number five, Wayne's favorite song of all time, Rage Against the Machines, <laughs> Killing in the Name. Number four, fuck. The Unforgiven" by Metallica. Number three, Stone Temple Parts Plush. Number two, Creep Radiohead. And my number one song, Instantaneously, once I decided I could not leave this off, even though it's Here we closer go. to prog rock, arguably even metal. Are you going to play some Dream Theater now, motherfucker? It has a track title. That's so offensive, apparently, that in America they sometimes have to refer to it as track one or number one when they play it or they played it on the radio back in the nineties. I'm what talking about this? Tools Stink Fist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't
0: actually know this song for ironically is Wayne's Life Goals.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one, so to speak? <laughs> For the record, I don't want anyone where I can fit a whole thing.
0: You together. only had to sit through about an hour and five minutes of podcast to get to the best joke of today.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you
1: that one. That's great. That Thank was you. great work. I don't know the song and it might be well, shit. But you're about I don't. to hear
0: it. This song got me through my honors year at uni where uh-huh. I just uh-huh. do it over and over and repeat while I was writing my honors thesis. Ironically, with no ass anywhere in like, not, allowed, n- not, not fisting not anyone. It's, so, it, it's, look, it's The song <laughs> to my mind is about how you're always wanting more. Like, you know, you get what you want, then it's like, oh, you need more. Whether that's sexually, whether that is, you know, in life, it's just like, you're not content. Like I need more Wait, to feel Wait, why is it the same. Business, <laughs> it's, it's Literally, are you here?
1: Oh, okay. Here we go. Let's go, let's go.
0: There's your answer, Wayne. I couldn't I'll understand keep, the
1: fucking word anyone I'll said. I'll keep digging
0: <laughs> in your ass till I feel something here.
1: Is that what he says?
0: <laughs> well, he didn't say ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I couldn't understand that, but uh, no, it does really?
0: sound like your your, your, yeah. your thing. It's, I, I went the the ab that piece of music might be my absolute favourite piece of really music ever. Yeah. Interesting. Earlier lines are elbow deep within the borderline. Sure. Yeah. So okay. We it get starts you off your... wrist deep,
1: then it's you know finger deep, wrist deep, elbow. Oh, deep. I see what's going uh, on here, man. If you ever get up to your elbows, ladies and oh gentlemen, my you're in trouble. Oh, you are in trouble, right. and so the is the person. Irony. The great <laughs> <irony>. <laughs> So is the owner of that asshole. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. It's funny um, how I can separate that from the song. <laughs> Unlike the guy's arm and the asshole. (laughs) All right. right, right. Give us a run back back through 10 to 1. Okay. Number 10 10 was My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. Nine, Mysterious Ways by U2. Eight, Learn to Fly by Foo Fighters. Seven, Champagne Supernova Oasis. Uh, Six was All Over You by Jizz. No, Glive. What? (laughs) (laughs) Number five was Self-Esteem by The Offspring. Uh, Number four, Loser by Beck. Three, Hey Jealousy, Gin Blossoms. Two, One Headlight by The Wallflowers. And my number one, maybe one of my favorite songs ever. Ironically, this band is shit and I don't like the lead singer. Well, you just gave her shit earlier on tonight. I know, you but... You suggested she's a reasonable reason why Kirk if I kill But this is a, an uncharacteristically <laughs> awesome song by her. Uh, the band is Hole and the song is Malibu. And I will also Ooh, say yeah, this, add my right? song into your song. that works out pretty well. <laughs> fist hole. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you do ever happen upon the, the music video for this song, and I do recommend you check it out, the bassist in this band, her name is Melissa Aftermauer, and when I saw the music video, well, not only is it a great music video, it looks beautiful, even Courtney Love has never looked better, but Melissa Aftermauer is in fact the perfect woman. She's what? so beautiful. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It's my jam. Of course it's me, Paul. Of course it's me. Okay. She's a little bit wrangorish, so Paul ain't gonna like that, all right? <laughs> but... Yeah, Malibu White Hole. I actually adore this, and once again, quite easy to play on the guitar.
0: This one is very easy to play the guitar. I can also play it, so there's your proof of that. There you go. All right, let's hear from Courtney Love and Melissa hole. Wayne's hole. favorite <laughs> hole. <laughs>
1: she is my favorite hole.
0: <laughs> That's the joke I made. Damn it! Sorry, sorry. Let's step up my I'm joke sorry, by sorry, saying the joke it's again. Absolutely perfect. You're
1: the fucking worst. All right, here we go. <laughs> Hell of a song. Hell of a song. still love it. And the, you know, the, ah, the chorus in the back, fantastic shit. So here we are. That is my R10. My yeah. Yeah, R10 our, our songs. Why? Well, any other honorable mentions we get to Let's mention a few today? Here. Remember Unbelievable by EMF? <laughs> <laughs> so glad
0: I didn't make your list.
1: I know. I just thought it was kind of funny. All the Small Things by Blink-182. Right. 1979 by Smashing yeah, Pumpkins. Yep. Come Down by Bush. Mm-hmm. What's My Age Again by Blink-182, because I was 22 and they're like, nobody likes you when you're 23. Three. I was 23. There
0: you go. Monkey Ranch as mentioned from the Foo Fighters, Give It Away as mentioned from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Song 2 as mentioned from Blur, The Good Life from Weezer. Really? Yeah. I like that song a lot. And More Human Than Human by White Zombie and Special from Garbage, one of their-
1: Damn, that's a good song. Special is a good
0: ass song. It's better than Stupid Girl. Uh, yeah, and Push It was the big song of that album. But, right. but Special was, I think, their second or third. That's a good-ass song. Good album version 2.0 from Garbage. That's Alice. What about yours? We wrap up every episode of the podcast at hand with your feedback on the segment, or sorry, on the topic that we are talking about in a segment that we call the Pop 10. Talk about. Pop 10. Talk about. We're going off this week's Pop 10 with Timothy Williams. Man, what a hard topic. Number three, Smashing Pumpkins, Zero. Love screaming this one out. Oh. Number two, Corn Blind, best opening to a song. Number one, Smashing Pumpkins, again, Disarmed To listen to this at least once a week. You know, I used to know a girl that we would call Freak on a Leash. That's um. <laughs> 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 eh, a long story. Keep going, Paul. Stephen Burns <laughs> says, genre is always difficult. Are these all rock or do you split them out to alternative metal? Well, as you've heard, probably today, Stephen, we didn't. He had four, so I'm going to give three of them. Smells Like Teen Spirit Nirvana, No Moraine, Guns N' Roses, and Song 2 Blur. Don't care what you think, I'll woo and hoo until my throat hurts.
1: Well, initially I hated that song and then I realized it was amazing. As you've heard today, Stephen,
0: we are right behind you there. Smiley Smiley had number three, Voodoo Lady from Ween. Number two, The Beautiful People from Malin Manson. Number one, Self Esteem from The Osprey. What up, dog? there's a vote for you. Sam Hurley from the Move 20 Q's podcast. We haven't heard as much from Sam. Not that show in late recent times, hopefully more in the future. Number 3, Tool, Enema. Great song <laughs> as well. Number 2, Foo Fighters, Everlong. Number 1, Red the Machine, Know Your Enemy.
1: Isn't it Anima? Anima, Anima. Oh, okay.
0: Right. It's A E N I M A but with the weird inflection uh, the above A-E-A-A-A. it. Yep.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. was our top little page of the show. Thank you so much for your support. Sigh had loser from beck what's up to enter sandman metallica number one god gave rock and roll to you i think it's two (laughs) kiss from kiss (laughs) another great song i like that one a lot grant lanham from the milk podcast had man this is my entire playlist smashing pumpkins geek usa temple of the dog hunger strike which is like a bit of a super band of those sort of pill jams in the 90s yeah and silver chair silver chair tomorrow the door the door Hmm. Jonas Lander, another patron of the show said man it's a tough genre would Beastie Boys sabotage count? Yeah, I think it would. That's Rocky, but I always thought they were a rap group. But yeah, yeah, but that's definitely a Rocky song. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Fishbone, Sunless Saturday. Never heard that one. That's his favorite concert experience. Is Fishbone playing with Primus in the nineties? Allison Chains, Wood, Number One, Metallica, The Unforgiven. Yeah, nice Ooh. choice, John. Brad Hargis from the Cinema Guys podcast had hard to limit just the three, and here are three in regular rotation: Rob Zombie, Super Beast, Gravity Kills, Guilty, and Nine Inch Nails, The Perfect Drug. Oh, wow. Very nice. George Conway had Smells Like Teen Spirit Nirvana, Bullet the Butterfly Wing, Smashing Pumpkins, and Nothing Else Matters, Metallica. Hmm. And added a special honorable mention, Shape of Water soundtrack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not bad. <clears throat> not bad, not bad.
0: Chris Yeedy, patron to the show, said All right, rock rocker semi sub categories, but I'll give you the number one Thunderstraw. <laughs> the Pint, John from the Pint Podcast. Great show. Do check them out. Rock is here we go. Fight them all. Everything's ruined. Red hot chili peppers, sir. Psycho
1: sexy, that is me. Okay, I'm sure.
0: And that's what's Weezer, up. only in dreams. And I wrap it up with Marie Holt, who said, "The Living End, Prisoner of Society, Green Day, Basket Case, and initially went Beastie Boy, Sabotage, until Neil Holt reminded her of Killing the Name, so swap that for Sabotage." <laughs> there we are. That's the episode done. Your feedback, top of your hands. Sorry we couldn't get through everyone. We really greatly appreciate your contributions to the discussion that we have. in the Facebook, This going to be a link, is in the show notes every week if you want to get involved in the
1: show. Wayne, how else do the good folk get in touch with us? Google The Countdown Podcast, find our socials, hit us on our website, thecountdownpodcast.com or email us at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at The Countdown, PC, and otherwise
0: follow us on Podbean where we host the show and next week on the show Wayne, we don't know what we're doing yet because we haven't decided that's right but we shall we shall let you know in the Facebook list community so do keep an eye out on things there and thank you so much again for joining us today for this episode 427 of the Countdown Podcast my name is Paul my name is Wayne and this has been The Soundboard
2: Ballsy stupid but ballsy
0: when Wayne doesn't complete screw a list it <laughs> just really throws me out we'll catch you next time see
2: ya one last <laughs> thing